everybody uh, welcome back to six pod your toronto sports podcast hosted by jacob and simon a uh, happy labor day to uh, all the listeners out there we're recording this on uh, monday evening september 6th uh yeah jacob how have uh how have you been how has this long weekend treated you so far yeah it's been good it's been uh you know labor day weekend's always that last little you know feel of summer before everything kind of returns back to that school work you know, normal normalcy so it's nice to have that last weekend and uh get ready for for school in the upcoming season so six pod will just be that one constant through the summer through the school year it's all we got right we always always go straight through so <clears throat> looking forward to this episode and just happy the jays are winning now too again Yeah, listen, uh, a team that wins, uh, a Toronto team, I guess I should say, I should specify a little bit, a Toronto team that wins, uh, that doesn't disappoint consistently is uh, something to celebrate, indeed. Um, We hope that all of you enjoyed the Nick Suzuki podcast. Jacob and I had a ton of fun of recording that. Uh, It was was awesome of Nick to uh, hop on and, and chat. Uh, especially in a pretty busy time with uh, training camp opening in less than like 15 days. So that's uh, very exciting uh, indeed. And, you know, the timing, I guess, I wish we could have put, I wish we could have had him on like a week later because so much has happened Yeah. Um, this past week with the Canadians. And, and we'll maybe talk about that a little bit later in this episode. But Jacob, you mentioned the Blue Jays. And I guess I think we need to start there. Just because of, I guess, how um, how pivotal of a point they are at in their season. They're making a push. They're making a push. How are you feeling about their their chances of, of catching that wild card spot? Three games back. Um, it's going to be tough, but we've got some we've got some games against the Yankees. Got some games against Baltimore. Some, um, what, where, where are you at with them? How optimistic are you feeling right now? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. Sometimes I, I feel as though this team can take on any team, especially after performances and even weekends like this past one where, you know, you're sweeping teams that you're right neck and neck with and you're sweeping teams like the Yankees who have pretty much been the hottest team in baseball over the past month. Or not sweeping, sorry. You're beating teams 8 nothing like like New York that have been the hottest team in baseball recently. And I don't know, things just seem to be clicking, especially for the offense. And I don't know whether to, to buy in and, and feel that, you know, disappointment when inevitably they finish two games out. Um, but I can't help but wonder if there's still a chance. I don't know if you feel the same way or if I'm, I don't know, am I out of pocket for that? Is that fair? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm on the, uh, I'm on the brink of determining kind of where I'm at with how blindly optimistic I'm going to be about this team. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're, when they're on, like they're a really, really, really good team. 
but the problem has been consistency, right? There's been moments where this team has looked just absolutely dominant. And, but then there's times where the, the offense dries up, um, the, the, whether it be the bullpen, um, having struggled throughout this season, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's enough to get us there. Um, but even if we don't get a wild card spot, I do think there's a lot of positives that we can take, um, from this season. And I don't want to go into that yet because I do think there's still a chance that they can, they can push here. So Jacob, if, if there were three things that the blue Jays needed to do in order to get that third, in order to get that wild card spot, what do you think? What are the three keys or maybe more? I just picked three because it's half of six and we're six pod and I'm 50% of six pod. There was some strategy with three. Um, wow. What do you wow. think? What do you think it's going to be? What do the Jays need to do to get that last spot? Yeah. So I'm going to kind of add on to this question a little bit because I think there are, you know, there's essentially just two things they can do right now. One of them is continue to put up a lot of runs every game. And the other one is that the teams they're competing with continue to lose because at the end of the day, we could keep winning, but if those teams keep winning, it means nothing, which which sucks. But going back to what I was saying at the beginning of this question, um, I kind of want to say at the beginning of the year, I think there are two factors that that if if they were in place at that time, at the beginning of the season, we're not even competing for a wild card spot. Like we're winning the division. I think two factors go into that. If George Springer's if George Springer's healthy for the whole first half. Or at least in second place. If Kirby Yates and Julian Mayweather are also in the bullpen for this whole year, we are in first place. And that's, and that's, call it a hot take. Do it. Call it. Jacob, Say I it. also think that there's a third Say variable it. to this. I think there's a third variable. Is it Charlie? I also think if the Jays play at home. Okay. No, oh, no, yeah. No. I think if no. the Jays play at home from the beginning. That's also a point that I actually missed. And I don't, so maybe I, I have four. I have four factors then, because if we had a good manager, well, and I, think I don't. I think we've. I think we've mentioned that. I think. I think we've have mentioned, we mentioned it, that we don't like, like Montoya. The, have we mentioned that? I, no, no, no. I, well, yeah, for sure. Um, I think we mentioned that if the Jays played at home, but I, I don't know if that point is emphasized enough. Like, no. Imagine playing like like just road games for your entire season, three yeah. stadiums and last season, two of which aren't real MLB, right? Um, yeah, yeah, and I agree, I agree. Like where, like if those those four or three variables that you mentioned are, um, you know, go the other way. If you know uh, Yates doesn't get hurt before the season, Merriweather is just coming back. Yeah. He is in and New even York. Pearson. Um, you can talk about Pearson to too throwing. being injured. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So why can't Jays uh, fans have nice things, Jacob? It's just Toronto sports fans. They can't have nice things. Like, look at that. We had the uh, NBA title and then the player that gets us the title leaves. So, um, yeah, I don't think we should be expecting to feel any good emotions anytime soon. Because this leads into another question. Sorry. Looking at, you know, what's a, what's on a lot of Jays fans' minds right now is the upcoming free agency of Marcus Simeon and Robbie Ray. And a lot of speculation points towards us likely just being able to sign one. And this is obviously, again, speculation. Right. It's, it's not confirmed. No one really knows for sure until the time comes. But 
you're saying Ray. Is that what I heard? Ray. Ray. Okay, let me let me let me pose you this question. Ray has an outside shot at winning Cy Young. I think he'll be a finalist if he continues to have like another three, four starts that are really outside? solid. Outside? Who is who is Garrett Cole leads Sorry, in a lot I gotta of categories. Just Garrett Cole leads in a lot of categories. I hate Garrett Cole, least favorite athlete, unfortunately, like in the MLB. But I think it's gonna go to him. Market size, his team's likely going to make the playoffs like a little more likely than the Jays at this point in time, even though we can maybe change that up this weekend or this coming week. But it, a lot of the statistics, a lot of, you know, popularity vote goes towards Garrett Cole. So finalist for sure. I think we got a shot at Robbie Ray being a finalist. However, do you take an MV or sorry, a Cy Young finalist over a potential MVP finalist, a potential 40 home run hitter, a potential silver slugger? Because honestly, we talk about Vladdy being MVP all the time, but Semyon has like a super, super fair shot at being in that top three of MVP voting. I don't know. I don't know if you can just say, yeah, Robbie Ray completely, because I think no, I can't player. I can. You can really, you can. I can. Why? You want to know why? Do I know why? Yeah. There's a couple of factors here. So do you want to know why? I want to sign Robbie Ray, or do you want to know why I don't want to sign Marcus? I would like to sign Marcus Simeon, but not what he's demanding in the free agency, especially he's having a career year, right? Okay, but here's the he thing. He is. Here's the thing. No, Marcus Simeon. No, no, no. Hold up. Can you go? Okay. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I got to finish. I want to just finish it. I just want to finish it. I just want to finish it. So he's having a career year, Simeon. He's going to absolutely cash out this free agency. We're just getting some cap space, right? Too low contract. Um, He's 30 years old. And he wants to play shortstop. He does not want to play second base. We already have the second baseman. Who he of sucks. which we need to pay soon. Which we need to Piggio. pay soon. No, Pigeo's not getting paid from us. Bichette? Do you mean Bichette? You said second baseman. You said we have a second baseman. Are you talking about Bichio? Sorry, you we, we have, have a shortstop. Short we have a shortstop. Oh, yeah, Sorry, no, that's what he, want, no, he wants no. to play shortstop. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, there's that too. Okay. Okay. I understand that. I do. But at the same time, you can't let a middle-of-the-lineup player like that just walk out of your hands. You can't. And I know Robbie Ray. And here's here's the discussion that's, that's old as time, too, in terms of when it comes to baseball. Is the starting pitcher as valuable as an everyday player? Because they only pitch every five days. And I think that's a fair question, especially in this case. Is it worth spending the same amount of money on Robbie Ray as Marcus? So say, let's just... just just for argument's sake, let's say you allot a hundred million dollars to signing one of those two free agents this summer. Or hey, if you want, if they both take, you know, money that fits under a hundred, cool. But let's say for this argument's sake, a hundred million dollars is what we're going to offer one of the two people. Would you offer Robbie Ray a hundred million dollars to pitch every five days, with with one true good year, whereas you have a guy like Simeon? 
who has more of a track record of success plays every day and hit 40 home runs. Okay. Sorry. I don't want to jinx that, but he's at, he's at 37. Simon, like it's come on, especially on this hot streak. He's on, he's, he's going to touch, he's going to touch that. I don't know. I don't know if you can just absentmindedly say Robbie Ray. I think there's absolutely merit to his side though. Like I absolutely think having like, if he's able to like be this again, I'm here for it. He's like, like him, Ryu for another two years, Manoa, Pearson, Barrios. Yeah. Sign me up. But I don't know. Tell me more. Tell me more. I'm just concerned with the the dollar amount he is gonna be able to I'm more concerned about the term demand in the open market. And there's gonna be teams that will pay. Yeah. And so I don't like I'd rather allocate that that cap space that we're gonna try and make a run for Simeon. And again, like to everybody that's listening, like like oh Simon's anti Simeon. No, yes, I'm not anti Simeon. He's an anti Simeon. I am. Yep. I am Simeon at a right and he's fair price. Like what? About it. How much he hates Marcus Simeon. But keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. Like I, I would much rather put resources to either um, Ray, who I think is a just ace. Like he's our best pitcher on on the team right now. There's no question. You're gonna put Ryu. You're gonna put Ryu. Body of work. Come on. Yes. Come on. Yes. Come yes. on. Right, Jacob. Right come now, on. Simon, this season, yes, Ray has pitched better than Ryu. Overall, Ryu's in their been career, shaky this season, I, man. He has been shaky, dude. He still has a sub four ERA, and I know that's that's not great. And I know it's not the only thing that matters, but like, he's he's still putting us in games, like. With a team like the Jays, if you're scoring under, like if you're keeping the other teams under under four runs each and every game, Jay, you should be in position to win every game. And I don't know Ray has like a two six ERA, which is obviously no. Fantastic. I listen. I but in their again, career, look at watch, look at the numbers. Watch, watch, watch. People are gonna say, people are gonna say, oh, Simon is anti Ryu. No, I'm not anti anti Ryu. He is <laughs> always saying I, stuff. I just really think that we have to be like, like what's more valuable than cap space, Jacob? Nothing. Young Nothing. talent. Yeah. Right. Well, well, okay. Yeah. Prospects. But in terms of like free agency signings, okay. right? Like, yeah. And like, you look at, you but look at, what does it look mean at historically, if you sign right? anyone? Yeah. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Yes. Okay. It means, uh, what? What? Yeah. In that case, I would much rather not sign at someone then overpay massively. And you look at the history of free agency signings, especially in the MLB, that there's these massive contracts that get signed that are detrimental to um, their team. And th- our current players are going to get a lot more expensive as they get older. I'm oh, yeah. referring I agree to with you. Two... Yeah. So here, but if you could only choose one, you're choosing Simeon over Ray. I don't know. Like, I, I just think the arguments can be made I think for about both. five minutes ago, you were saying Simeon. I was. No, I'm not. I'm just trying to make points for Simeon because... So you're anti-Ray at this point. No, no, no. You're making points for Ray. So I'm making points for Simeon because we're an unbiased... You know what you're jealous of? everyone to have both sides. His pants. Yes. 
Yeah. That's what you're, you're jealous of. Yeah. You're jealous okay. of his pants. That's okay. it. Okay. Jealous of a lot of things about Robbie Ray. Pants included. But I just don't know if you can go off at one year of really like really great success for Robbie Ray versus multiple years of one really, really good year and multiple years of really solid production. And they're both around the same age. Robbie Ray isn't young. You said Mark Simeon's 30. Robbie Ray's like 28. I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check that in a second. But I'm fairly certain Robbie Ray's 28, 29. So it's not like there's a huge age gap. And with pitchers, how much of a risk you want to talk about contract sizes? Yeah, that's even like more of a risk because instead of getting someone every five days, you could have someone not pitch like the whole season. Pitcher gets messed up arm. Look at Kirby Yates. Look at the Kirby Yates we just signed. Didn't pitch a single game for us. Just making, just making sides, just making points on both sides. So I would be more than happy if we kept either of them. Let that be known. They're both deserving. And, a, and apparently, you trust, does, is Ken Rosenthal a friend of the pod? Jacob, do you trust him as an insider? Um, him and he's he's top two. Yeah, probably I'd go Jeff, Jeff passing over him. But yeah, he's up there. What's he saying? And apparently the Blue Jays, according to Rosenthal, have already approached Simeon yeah. about a contract they extension. Have. They have. Oh, you can confirm? Yeah. Jacob sources? Yeah. All right. So you've heard it here first, folks. Uh, the Jays and what the, the, the Jays would be dumb not to, right? To at least explore it. Oh, 100%. But I'm just concerned. It's fair. Robbie Ray is 29, by the way. So essentially, age is a wash. Okay? That's not a factor. But What I, is the same? I think age is but a number? Yeah, I mean, let's make sure, you know. You know. Um, um, sorry. I, I agree with you, though, that the most important thing is keeping room available for the young 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 guns we got, Bo Bichette and Vladdy. I think you have to make sure when they're gonna like it's their time that you're ready to give them money, right? They're gonna they're gonna need money. Yeah. Because if they continue to improve and continue to play at all star level slash MVP level, they're both gonna be getting upwards of like we talked about this on a pod before, a couple hundred million dollars long term. And if you have Simeon or Ray for something like five to 10 years on like another hundred plus million salary with George Springer. That's what I was about know. to say. With I don't Springer. know. So Springer's uh, hopefully he actually, you know, when he does play, he plays up to his contract. However, well, and let's, you let's, can't play up to your contract if you don't play instead of, it's a valid point. We're looking ahead at, concerns that are definitely going to get addressed in this off season, but mm -hmm. let's bring it back to the future, right? Mm -hmm. So Impressive. the Jays, if they ever want to make the postseason, have to chase down the Red Sox, A's and Mariners. Yeah. That's how well, that works. Jake, but am I correct? They're by technically, saying they've, yeah, they've technically caught up with the A's right now. So it's more the Mariners they need to worry about as well. Yeah. Um, the Red Sox are 
don't know what the, I don't know what's going on with the Red Sox. They have like a COVID outbreak and they're not doing too do. too hot. I believe the 19, are, 19 players. Yeah. Yeah. The A's are in a tailspin too. Good. I don't know what's going Good. on with them. Good. Yeah. And so like we can still make the postseason. Oh yeah. But so some of the questions you, that I have, and I and I get, and I we're in a position with like, and the reason why I don't really love being in this position with the Jays, especially, is because like no matter how good we play, it really is dependent on how bad these other teams are. Regardless, we can only control our own fate. Um, some words of wisdom from Simon. I think some questions that I have is primarily what's happening with George Springer. Um, did you watch the game today at all, Jacob? Uh, watch the end a bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Springer looked like hurt even before he took a ball off the knee. That's like fine. he did not look comfortable. I don't trust the Jays medical staff ever since I just kept hearing he ran the bases and he felt good for three months. Mm-hmm. For three months. Um, yeah. I stopped trusting uh, them. Um, but he has been playing. I even yesterday, like he just did not look comfortable, like on uh, on the plate. Apparently, he can't re-aggravate his leg knee issue. But apparently, now he, I, today he got a ball off the knee, um, which is day to day according to Montoya. But who oh knows? That day to day could be day to day could be five months. That could be surgery. Who knows with them? So I think that's my biggest question is George Springer because like the Jays are fire. I don't have the number, the numbers, and I could probably find that, but the Jays do significantly better with Springer in the lineup because that, that lineup in terms of the, the longevity of it, it, it's much more to, to handle as a pit from a pitcher standpoint, right? Cause you've got, Oh yeah. Within the top four or five, you've got Bichette. If Springer is in the lineup, Springer. In the top Hernandez. five, so you have five. You have five all stars when when Springer's in the lineup. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All-stars. Right? Exactly. Guerrero, Hernandez. Right? You have a really, really like potent lineup. With Springer out, it becomes a little bit less dangerous, and we're gonna need him not only to be like playing and like functional, but like we need him to be on. And I'm concerned he's not gonna be there. Yeah, no, that's fair. And one thing I also think, like along with Springer being healthy, that you got to look into is who we're playing in the last month, right? So we have two series against the Yankees, two series against the Rays, two series against the Orioles, and a series against Minnesota. So you have to almost sweep these weaker teams, Minnesota and Baltimore. Like you have to pretty much sweep them. And on top of that, win the series you're playing against New York and Tampa Bay. Again, two of the best teams in, in the which American we have League. trouble doing. We have oh, trouble yeah. playing yeah. bad teams. We do. We absolutely do. But if we want to look, like we can crush. We can crush Yankees eight nothing. But then we play Baltimore. We either split a series or we lose it. Like it, it yeah. doesn't really make sense to me. No, I know. And yeah, if you want to like look at the Red Sox, they have. A fairly hard schedule too. Like they do play the Orioles twice, but they have a series. We don't against play the them Mariners. anymore. I don't think. No, we don't. They have this series against the Rays currently. They have a series against the White Sox, who are another solid team. Series against the Mariners, who are in the hunt as well. So either way, in that series, we're gonna, you know, something good is gonna happen, but something bad is also gonna happen because one of those teams is gonna win, one of those teams is gonna lose. 
and they have a series against the Mets and Yankees. So they have almost a more difficult schedule than we do. So that's that's something to maybe think positively about. I also am fascinated by the bullpen development. We have we have two two hands coming in that I think excite me very much so with yeah, Pearson, Pearson and Merriweather. Merriweather so, Stripling and, is on his way back. Yeah, don't know how he to had an oblique that. issue. I, I don't know. Um I don't know. I, I really want this team to yeah. get to the offseason for that Just experience. Like, I, I really do yeah. think that ex- Well, because I think when we got our ass handed to us in Tampa last year, I and like with our participation coach. Oh yeah, everybody's a winner. He did yeah. say that like it was a really, really good experience for the for the young team. And I do agree. I do think it is um I think it is a really, really good experience, a good experience. And like, we deserve it. I think like we're a strong, strong team. If I, I think you're totally correct, Jacob, if we, if our bullpen was just not an absolute joke in July, um, I think we're in a much different position. Sorry. sorry. Our bullpen was a joke. May, June, July, August, not just July. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but it got really bad in July. Yeah, that and was like, like after we made trades too, and we're like nothing, nothing yeah. good is ever yeah. happening to us ever again. So, yeah. yeah, there's at least we have some arms to look forward to, and I don't know, maybe maybe Kirby Yates comes back for the playoffs if we make those. All right, look at that. But Brad Hand's gone, so that's that's got to be ranked as one of the worst trades the Jays have ever made. Um I guess he didn't give up a ter- like a huge prospect, but like still one of our top catching prospects for Brad Hand, who's supposed to lock it down, and then Brad Hand sucks. Goes to the Mets, continues to suck. I never want to see Dolis in a Jays. What oh, happened to him? Chatwood? He was awful too. Chatwood. Um, oh. oh, yeah. The list goes on oh. pretty much, right? <sighs> That's that. Yeah, that hurts to talk about. So, Simon, moving on. You wanted to talk about something. Indeed, I did. Uh, Something that just gets my uh, maple syrup blood just fired up is the uh, NHL reached a deal with the IOC and the double IHF to return to the Olympics in 2022 and 2026, which is next Olympics next year, which is very, very exciting. Um, I definitely think uh, it was missed uh, in the last Olympics. Mm -hmm. And, it's 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 awesome. It's really really fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, mm-hmm. this was very like player driven. Um, oh, cool! That's good to hear. Like, the players really wanted. Pardon me. That's cool to hear. Yeah. So, and a lot of players really wanted the opportunity to, to play uh, in Beijing, which uh, was fantastic. And um, I didn't think this was going to happen. To be honest, Jacob. Um, yes, you did. You had your sources. I did, didn't I? Actually, when did I break this? 
I think you broke it like, like a week and a half ago. Yeah, like I was going to say earlier, earlier in the summer. Yeah, and I did say that a deal was imminent, and a deal was, but like even before, and like the reason why, the reason why I didn't think this was going to get done is during the annual Gary Bettman press conference uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, like final. That he, he got asked that question. He's like, Gary, what is happening with these Olympics? Are these players going? Are these players not going? And his answers, he did not mince words. He said, deal has not gotten done. Uh, the IOC is not very smart. They haven't met our requirements. I, I'm, and the NHL was like, he was like, the NHL is not going to budge on this. If they don't meet our requirements, if they're not going to, um, you know, meet what we need, then they're not going to play. And it, it had to do a lot with like COVID-19 related insurance and like, who's going to pay for that type of uh, red tape um, type of um, matters. But yeah. uh, it got closer and closer and, and players pushed, players pushed this. Uh, they really, really, really wanted to um, um, uh, go and play. And it was fantastic. I think it's going to be a really, really good um, uh, Olympics and it, it makes things interesting for sure. Yeah, I think my first clue, Jacob. Sorry to interrupt before you yeah, no, provide no, some context no, here or some no. commentary. You go off. Um, my the first clue is when like the NHL schedule got released and there was like a four week pause in like January. Mm. I was like, mm. Mm, interesting. Mm. Okay, so they're planning for it at least. Um, I also just think it makes the games a lot more interesting. Yeah, uh, that was kind of what I was going to lead into. Like, how do you, you know, make it? fair to um and the nhl like when you're the when you're the olympics and you want the nhl players in their season right because look at the nba it's a little easier for them because they're in their off season you know this is their time to train relax do whatever in the off season they need to do and some guys you know choose to say okay like i'll keep my game going and, and play for for the country and it's easy because you don't have to think about i want to play for my club i want to play for my country whereas you know NHL, it's a little bit of a harder issue just kind of going around that because the league has to say, okay, like we can't have a bunch of teams missing their best players in the middle of the season for a number of weeks, right? So you have to make that pause, but for sure. Um, yeah, I, I think it's way, way, way better, way better when the Olympics have NHL players in them, way better. When it just goes to show, I think the reach that the game of ice hockey has. Um, which is fantastic too. Uh, some some more details regarding that is players do have the ability to opt out of participation, uh, and but there will not be any insurance for COVID related illnesses. So I guess the IOC was like, "All right, fine, sounds good. No no insurance." And so that is. I think one of the, and that, as I said, like that was one of the biggest deals. That was the biggest contention points. The NHL and the IOC also has uh, the opportunity to pull out if the situation gets worse. And who knows what's going to happen in, you know, six months or four. Wow. It's already September. That's crazy. Yes, Three months, four months time, four months time when, when things uh, get going here. Um, and it's fantastic, right? And I think this Canada team is going to be just disgusting, just absolutely disgusting. Head coach John Cooper for the Babs. you know Tampa Bay's <laughs> Babs did not I get think, the call. I don't know. I no, think, he should. I think Paul Marner. I think Paul Marner definitely. Paul Marner yeah. probably called Pulled up Doug Armstrong, the, uh, the general no manager of Team Canada. 
Exactly. Absolutely no way. But yeah, no, I, I definitely, <laughs> um, you know, and like, it's going to be just fun to see players like, you know, Bergeron, Crosby, Huberto, McKinnon, McDavid, McKinnon, McDavid. Point, Stamkos, Marner, Tavares, Riley. Um, it's going to be just fantastic. Yeah. It's just disgusting. Um, yeah. and it'll be good. I think it's going to be the first time that I've ever cheered against the love Austin. of my life, Austin yep. Matthews, yep. who I think has a pretty good chance of making that team. If he, you know, works hard in the, uh, in the tryouts, I, I think he could maybe pull on a spot if, I don't know if it's, a, I don't know if he's starting, but I definitely think if like there are injuries and things like that, I definitely think Matthews could maybe see some playing time in qualifiers. I don't know. Terrible joke. Terrible. Well, that was funny. That was funny. Zeros across the board. Uh, um, speaking of of uh, of, uh, sorry, Jacob, to interrupt. No. Uh, speaking of international hockey, I think we would be we we would do Mary Philippe Poulin injustice if we didn't talk about Team Canada women's mm-hmm. national team mm-hmm. taking it home last uh, last week. It was it was last week, and it happened after we released the Nick Suzuki podcast. So that was really, really cool too. Did you watch any of that game or did you just see some highlights? It was at like really late at night. So I actually, I actually was at, I was at, I was out with a friend of mine and the game was on at the, at the restaurant. So I did catch yeah. a little bit of the game. I did not, I gotta be honest, wasn't actively watching, but when there was a goal scored, I was like, right on big goal. Yeah. It, it wasn't really good hockey. Uh, the the game was the last the like the gold game was the p- previous games weren't very good hockey because Canada would just walk o- walk just wipe over in teams. the floor. It wasn't really fun. It it's bad. But hey, any opportunity to beat the United States? We're gonna in, take in that. hockey specifically. We're gonna take that. Of course, any better. But yeah, huge always huge shout out to uh, uh, the women's. Uh, hockey team it was really fun and hey they like regroup i was like listening and learning about them a little bit they like regroup they like take september off and then they just like all get back together and start just getting prepared for uh beijing which is uh that's fun really crazy that that's like so soon it is crazy but um i like i kind of like we had that year where you know in that period of time where sports weren't really a thing so i i love that the olympics are kind of like back-to-back years this year Speaking of, speaking of, the Paralympics just came to an end. Canada finished with 21 medals and five gold medals. So I think, I believe that's the the highest medal count we've ever had for the Summer Paralympics. So that's pretty cool. Um, especially after like a, a good, you know, um, um, previous Olympics, uh, um, yeah, it's just good to see that. So, congrats, Paralympians, and uh, yeah, it's always great to have your country represented by. Uh, I love the Paralympics. I think they're like such a great concept. It um, both with the Olympics and Paralympics, like I really had a a difficult time buying in due to just the time difference. It was so difficult for me to follow mm. events and um, things like that. But I did try, especially with the, I agree. Paralympics are, are fantastic. It's 
so amazing what these athletes can do. I was watching. Um, I don't. I feel like I sent this to you, but there was a man uh, playing ping pong with like his head, right? Like he's holding the paddle. Oh, with his with his mouth, and he's just like ripping shots across. And like, how does how does someone develop skills like that? But it's it's cool to see people. And like to serve the ball, he puts it in between his toes and like flicks it up, throws it up, and like like hits it. Yeah, it's cool. But yeah, how do you like explore that? Like, how do how does one find themselves excelling in that activity? It's in a book of things Um, I could never do. No, long no. He would absolutely wipe the floor with me anytime using my hands ever and yeah. that being said I'm, I'm not very good at ping pong are you good at ping pong yeah i have a, I have a table i have a table um you wouldn't beat me i'll tell you that yeah but like you also own a hockey stick too jacob and you're not very good at hockey so like mm-hmm. are you mm-hmm. 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 i'll still i'll mm-hmm. still take it to school mm-hmm. has i don't know been what eight All years right. take it to school um yeah but take us off simon yeah, so uh, thanks for uh, listening, everybody. We're trying uh, new software this this episode. So uh, while we, uh, I think for the most part, it worked out really, 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 really well. If you hear a difference, um, please let us know. It's uh, supposed to sound a, a little bit more crisper, as well as hopefully allows us to uh, provide six pod on different mediums. So if you want to uh, enjoy uh, six pod. Um, in, in in other forms uh, stay tuned uh jacob and i um look even better than we sound so um we encourage yeah. you to to check that out when we do more details coming soon but thanks for listening uh we're gonna hopefully be back on somewhat of a, a regular schedule now uh, i apologize uh for uh, august it was mostly me um but i'm Team super excited to be back unit we're uh, a unit <laughs> Super excited to be back. Thanks uh, for listening and uh, we'll chat soon.